1: Another edition of Poker Action Line. Big Dave and Joe here. We're just going to have some fun chatting a little bit, talking some stories, and we'll have a few results tough update as we normally do. And uh, uh, Joe and I got together this afternoon over at the new Dania Highlight Poker Room, which is now called the Casino at Dania Beach. Yeah, and it's coming along very well. Which is not night. a good sign for Highlight, i got to be honest. <laughs> not that we uh, expected <clears throat> much more than that. Of course, Joe and I have both uh, been involved with Highlight. I... A little more on the high end than Joe, but uh, Joe, of course, for you, those of you joining us, uh, maybe for the first couple of times where haven't heard Joe's history. Joe was the uh, poker room manager at Miami High Line, which had a very nice card room called the Crystal uh, Crystal, Crystal Card, card room. room. Yes, sir. Uh, very tall, forty foot high ceilings with the chandeliers and plenty of tables and dominoes tables uh, that unfortunately was about twenty five percent full most of the time. Yeah, it end. was
0: so huge though. It had to be the biggest poker room in the state of Florida, at yeah. least at that time.
1: Good sized room. Chandeliers,
0: sixteen chandeliers. I mean, it was it was absolutely gorgeous.
1: And for those of you who are not familiar with highlights, of course the Spanish ball game, uh, known as the world's fastest game where the players uh throw play on a three walled court, which is about a hundred and 80 feet long, uh, throwing the ball, uh, somewhat similar to handball, but you actually have to catch and throw the ball with these curved wicker baskets. But because of the physics involved with the Highlight cesta, you can throw the ball about uh, three times as far as you could with just your arms. Yeah. So. Uh, the and speeds of the ball can can approach 150 miles. Yeah,
0: and if people don't want to want to believe how hard they could throw that thing, uh, for those uh, young listeners out there who are fans of Jackass, the movie and the show, <laughs> these guys decided they wanted to get hit by uh, fruit thrown by some yeah, of the highlight players
1: and.
0: You know, these guys do some crazy stuff. I mean, after they got hit two or three times, they said that was enough, and they were getting hit with oranges. <laughs> and these guys were throwing it probably at about 40%, 50% of how hard they I don't know
1: about that. I think they you, enjoyed uh, really you whipping You think it. so? A couple of guys did. Because I, I saw uh, some of
0: them throwing it hard, but it didn't seem like they were – Flinging that arm is hard, and these guys had black and blues all over uh, them. It depends
1: on the person. Some of them had a, had a heart and would would lighten up a little bit, but there was a couple of guys that were just kind of really into the whole thing and said, you know, we're really going to give them well, the full Monty here. Well, let
0: me tell you, after some of the crazy stuff that these guys do, but, yeah, it, it is it is a, unfortunately, it's the dying sport,
1: Dave. You know? It is. And it's uh, a beautiful sport. For years and years, they wanted to uh, have casinos, uh, added poker, and, of course, when Joe started, they... Uh, had the quarter fifty cent games with a yeah. ten dollar pot limit. It was ridiculously small, and <laughs> and uh, you know we laugh at it now. But uh, at the time, it was really all we had. So uh, when the rules changed, I guess uh, they changed once and the and the stakes went up, and then they changed again about where they took the hand of tables off completely. Yeah,
0: it took about on. eight years before they allowed us to go to like a fifty cent dollar game. Then they went then to it was a 2010. One
1: two, was it really? one yeah, two, And then
0: 2010 is when they they finally took the handcuffs completely off. Now
1: that's when we started the show. We started in March of 2010, doing the show on a weekly basis. And uh, later that summer on July, July 1st, 1st. Uh, uh, the correct. other rules kicked in. All of a sudden, there's now tournaments. And uh, I, I bring it up here at the beginning of the show, not only because we were a Dana highlight, but uh, you know the the poker world has exploded, and of course the beneficiaries here in this town have been the Seminoles who have uh, the Hard Rock uh, in Hollywood. They also have one in Coconut Creek. They have one in Immokalee, which is now uh, boasting a $200,000 guaranteed tournament for March. And, of course, Tampa, which is also uh, kind of the the 600-pound gorilla on the west coast of Florida. So (laughs) they dominate the poker action, and they're getting bigger and bigger. And the reason I bring that up is a couple of stories out today. Uh, the World Poker Tour has of course uh, affiliated them with the Seminole Hard Rock and they have a regular stop every year in April, the Seminole uh, Showdown which is uh, basically uh, has been a $5,000 buy-in tournament uh, different guarantees later the Seminoles on their own kind of in conjunction with the WVT but not exactly added a $10,000,000 guaranteed tournament in August uh, to add to that so now they will come back with the uh, The uh, tournament, the uh, showdown tournament, which is uh, the regular, I guess this will be the sixth year now. It runs from April 14th through the 20th, a $3,500 buy-in this year, main event, with a $2 million guarantee. Now, they also added the following week uh, the Tournament of Champions, which is a brand new event. Instead of having the... uh, Season ender up in Borgata or uh, someplace else, they decided to go back-to-back weeks with a with the season-ending tournament. Of People who have won tournaments have qualified automatically for it and that sort of thing. That's going to be the Tournament of Champions, and that follows the showdown on April 22nd through the 24th. Well, this week, they added another tournament. They added a $10,000 tournament to the Tournament of Champions Festival. And uh, there's just all kinds of great stuff. They've staggered it enough, I believe, where players are going to be able to come here. If they get knocked out, they'll play in another one. And it's really, I think, going to be a terrific uh, schedule here this April. Well, listen, going
0: forward, you know they missed a few of their guarantees uh, this past year. Uh, you know the
1: second ten million dollar tournament, they missed by about over two million dollars. So I, I don't want to say it's a. It's it seems a like they don't
0: really care. They don't you know? seem to and care. And most poker rooms, you miss by a two million by two million on a guarantee. You know, it's by Head, two thousand. <laughs> listen, heads are rolling somewhere. That's for damn sure. Yeah. but But uh, th- they don't care. I mean, you listen, like you said, they're they're the big benefactors of of the the no limit, and uh, you know. Whether it's they're putting their foot on the people's necks here in their local poker rooms, I mean, there isn't anybody outside of the aisle that I can think of that can give them any kind of tournament competition. Right. You know, we have a lot of successful poker rooms here in, in South Florida that are doing quite well in live games, but as far as attracting large audiences from all over the country and some parts of different parts of the world, you know, no one. Is doing anything like, like the hard rock, right? Obviously.
1: Well, everybody has their own little niche. Uh, in this Hollywood area, there's like four casinos uh, now with Dania and uh, the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood. And then in Hallendale, we have our sponsors, uh, Gulfstream Park. And also in the Hallendale area is Mardi Gras, which uh, is going the route of having free rolls uh, every night. Uh, and they had one big one a month uh, guaranteeing like. Uh, five hundred thousand, and then up to a million dollars, I believe, at in, in one of them. Now, does that sound right? No, no, no right. there's no. there's no way they're doing <laughs> fifty thousand. Yeah, they may
0: have done a fifty thousand. Yeah, it was, that's what it was. Fifty thousand, and then uh, now
1: they had a hundred dollar, hundred thousand dollar one at the end of, at the end of December. Uh, so uh, they've continued with that, and that's continued to grow. So now in January they're going with a big one every Sunday. And uh, they've tried to push the envelope a little bit and see if uh, where well, the saturation point is.
0: Listen, being a poker room manager, you, know, you, you definitely have to get creative with your promotions to attract and to keep your customers there. I know because I was the first one to offer a $2,000 an hour high hand. You know, a thousand dollars used to be huge. I remember when Calder was the first room to do this in town down here. Right, right. You know, uh, Magic City went to a thousand dollar high hands on the last Sundays of the month, and those are the big things. And now you're seeing thousand dollar high hands an hour, either broken down into two, two 500 five hundred dollar half hours in the hour. It, it's no longer it, you know, it's no longer the, that watermark level where you're like, oh wow, this is this is huge. It's almost become commonplace, and I don't know if that's a good thing. It's a great thing for the players. I don't know in the long run if that's going to be a good thing for the room itself.
1: Right. Well, uh, as I mentioned on uh, a couple shows back, uh, the Isle Casino has kind of uh, scaled back their tournament action and concentrated more on cash game play. They have a regular clientele there. They're pretty much uh, they're close to Seminole Coconut Creek, but uh, fairly isolated compared with the ones in the Hollywood area. So every place has their own little thing. The Seminoles on big, high-end tournaments attracting top-name players from all over the country. Uh, Mardi Gras with their free rolls, and then they get a lot of cash game play. Uh, coming out of that golf stream, a very solid room with uh, uh, horse racing people that want to do a little bit more than just horse racing, and so every place has their own little uh, little niche in their own and they generate their own type of business uh, right now. The Calder room is closed, Dania High Line, or the casino at Dania beach, I should say, has been closed uh, for renovations as they uh, have uh, now opened a room in the last two weeks. Uh, we went and played there this afternoon for a little while, Joe and I. Uh, just to kind of check it out a little bit. They yeah. had $300 high hands. My table every had two half, of them. Every half hour. Yeah, my table won two in a row. Okay. Uh, someone had pocket jacks, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, quad jacks. You only need to use one card out of your hand. Oh, uh, I didn't know that you could get jacks, away with one and then one the card. next half hour, quad sevens uh, won the uh, money. It was $300 for each of the two players from my table. So they have this stuff. Different places are concentrating on different things. Up at the... Uh, the Palm Beach Kennel Club, they have a big jackpot that's been growing and growing and growing for a bad beat. And that uh, we will uh, be talking more about that next week as the uh, WSOP Circuit event arrives there. Uh. And we'll look forward to uh, playing a couple of games up there and uh, giving you a report on the action up there. So there's really a lot of stuff. And meanwhile, all this other stuff worldwide goes on, uh, PCA in the Bahamas, and then a lot of players moved on to Aussie, Aussie millions. millions. The main event is underway right now. We'll give you an update on that. And uh, then players will come back. So currently here in South Florida, uh, we have the Seminole Cocoa Showdown. Which is uh, 250,000 guarantee, 350 dollar buy-in with eight opening sessions. They're kind of like in the middle of their opening sessions there.
0: Thank God, thank God today's tornado didn't knock down that. Uh, yeah, it was right there. in the
1: area too. You know, and they very still close to it. Very, as a matter of fact,
0: they very made very their 10,000
1: guarantee on the 240 Omaha High Low tournament, which uh, so is pretty good. You know, on a day with with very bad weather, they kept a lot of people at home. <laughs> yeah,
0: that'll
1: definitely keep my butt at
0: home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily our plants today were a little area. bit south of where uh, the bad weather hit, so uh, we were okay and uh, everything is fine. It's all moved very quickly through the area. A line of storms that was moving at 25 to 30 miles an hour, so yeah, it was here and then it was gone.
0: Now, Dave, this you know the only thing I'm upset about here is, damn it, we got to worry about hurricanes for six months out of the year. Now I got to worry about tornadoes. I, I didn't know well, I, had, I didn't know Miami moved to the Midwest. Well, let's, let's be
1: thankful we haven't had a hurricane for about eight years. So yeah, uh, you let, know, we, <laughs> <laughs> keep, really it, keep it, that, that to yourself, there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so a lot of stuff going on. Let's just put it that way. But uh, I want to get your thoughts in the Dania room. Uh, brand new today. Uh, I guess they have about uh, twenty-one tables. Is the way was it, is? it 21? Yeah. I yeah, counted I
0: 15. Them. I must have missed I Well, there's a
1: few d- three-card poker tables. Right, right. And and but, that I, sort of thing. But,
0: but regular poker tables, I believe there was 15. You told of. me
1: they were going to have 21. Uh, they have they, the
0: space for it. They
1: have an area right behind it now. It's up on the second floor, the back part of the second floor, which used to be the cafeteria area, the exhibition hall at Dania Highline. And it's on the second floor, so it looks down on the casino floor. Which you can't nice. see the highlight because there's a big wall that separates the casino and the highlight auditorium and the highlight court. But on that big, huge red wall, you're looking at the back side of it, uh, as opposed to the auditorium on the other side. Uh it shows the highlight games so you can watch them on a huge uh, what, what, I, what would you say, twenty five foot screen? Yeah, yeah, it's it's very, very big. Um I'll tell you what
0: it's I love the way they did that and, and it has a little bit of the flavor of the aisle, where the aisle poker room is compared in, in comparison to the casino. The only difference is I think you have to be 21 at the aisle, right? Because you, you have to walk through the casino to get there, yes, or, uh, to that's get in there, which correct. they were smart enough to no, do. No, 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 that's not true. Actually, that's right. You can walk around yeah. the whole no, side. You can have walk been. in, uh, you don't have to, you go don't have to, have the to casino be out there. Only You're only right. 18. Yeah, that's right. And, was 21, I mean. and they did a nice job of cornering this where you have to walk around the side. And let me tell you, they, they still got a lot of construction to do on the outside, but the, the part that's finished so far is absolutely beautiful. I love the way they're doing that construction you know it's it's shameful from where we worked before where they didn't do anything to the outside of the building where we worked um i don't know got a nice uh, little orange and yellow yeah uh, it, it looks ni- nice accents. and modern you know uh Got a good vibe of the people in there, you know, obviously of the good things that are to come.
1: Now, we there. did have storms come today, and so when we left uh, the building and you walked out the backside... Uh, a little bit of flooding. There was a little flooding there, so they have a flood, few uh, improvements to make on a parking lot, no question. And the rest of the building as but well. But they, they wanted to get open here in the winter season when the tourists are here, and they've done that uh, with a strong opening for High Action in January. Also, uh, the card room, four tables uh, on a... On a Wednesday afternoon on a
0: very rainy Wednesday I, afternoon. I, I don't
1: say that's bad at all. So I'm going to check it out on the weekend. We'll get no, a look at that too. What What did you think of the facility as far as uh, what you saw poker wise?
0: Poker wise, tables were very nice. Chairs were moderately comfortable. I don't know if, I, if they were as you know as comfortable as, as as I'm sure they wanted them to be, but they were very nice. Um, Very spacious, you're not bumping into anybody else. That was one
1: thing they really concentrated on, is they were going to have 30 tables, they went to 21, so they said it's very spacious and roomy and people aren't crowded. Yeah,
0: because I had to crowd in 27 tables into an area, probably square foot-wise, that was set up a lot differently than theirs, and... It was tight, you know. It was tight moving around. There. What do
1: you think of the TV exposure as far as sporting events and uh, for people that want to bet on the high line and, and that sort of thing? Pretty, I think pretty good coverage, the, I it think.
0: did, but I think they need a few more TVs in that area. I had well, trouble looking at some of the screens strategically from my chair, from where I was, but you know remember these are small little hiccups that can be corrected
1: very quickly plus they have that sports bar and behind the poker room which is uh, i don't know if you got to look at it but that is not finished yet it's not open yeah, and that but that's like going to be beautiful that is
0: going to be very beautiful um hopefully they'll they'll have windows there for for all their bedding and everything out of that sports lounge right. area that's that is very very nice over there again once it's completed it should be beautiful uh I tell you what, I wasn't expecting this. I know you had already been there. I had not. I was not expecting it to look as nice as it really did. I was surprised, you know, and and pleasantly surprised as to how nice it is because I couldn't recall, you know, like. It, it, if a building changes place, you know, and you look and you go, where wait, where was the card room before? And the card room was where that area, where that 954 area is going
1: to be. Right. Well, even even closer to the court, it was actually behind the back wall of the plane. And I court. can't even,
0: I, you know, I, I was trying to picture that and I couldn't even picture And there were that. only
1: eight tables in there. So they had gone one direction that really didn't work out too well. And now they've gone with a bigger room where they can expand and 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 yet you don't feel like uh you're playing in one little corner of the room if there's only a few tables going. No, no. They, they they did a very
0: nice job of that. They really, really did. Uh the man running that room, Elio Molina. Uh proud to say that I trained him, uh I trained He wasn't to there today, right? No, while well, he was getting there at six o'clock. Okay. That's why I asked for him and they told me he was his schedule was at
1: six today, so but uh You, you see know. poker dealers that you knew?
0: Uh yeah, yeah. Well Michael? Phyllis
1: Phyllis Phyllis was playing. Was there she's playing. a poker dealer. Michael
0: was well, she she's, works
1: somewhere else. She right? works
0: at Mardi Gras. Okay. Um and then uh Michael, who was a dealer and a supervisor for me, he's doing dual rate for, for Elio over there. Uh supervisors on the weekend deals during the week. Um saw another ex dealer, not one that I trained but one that I hired to work for me. He was involved with the company that's doing the three card poker and and the instant holdem game, whatever it is. And so he's working for that company. He's not wasn't there as a dealer, but used to work for me as a dealer. Um, I did see a lot of old customers that used did to you? be that used to be uh, at Miami High Light, okay. uh that were there. I said hello to a bunch of them. It was nice, and and run into a lot of people like that in a while.
1: And uh, not to be an old horn dog, but uh, the brushes are very beautiful too. Which yes, is, uh, really yes, you nice to are very well. beautiful
0: young ladies. Uh, you know, but that seems to be the norm down here. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I hired quite a few beautiful young girls to work as brush for us. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So anyway, uh, that's the new kid on the block now, and uh, people will be checking that out. How do you get business from the other places that are established with their games? Well, Dave,
0: let me tell you something. They have at least started in the right direction. Okay. The $300 an hour high hand, especially when there's three or half four, hour. T- every half hour, excuse me, every half hour, $600 an hour, I, I know what they're, I you know, listen, I, just based on all my years of experience, you know, they're obviously losing money on that, and you've got to do that, you've got to do that. I remember, listen, I, you know, to produce the income that I was producing on a monthly basis at the very beginning, and I, you know, detailed this in, in a very, you know, detailed report that i put forth when i was trying to build up our room to get to 500 we were trying to challenge magic city at that time mm-hmm. i told them we're going to we're going to have to come out of pocket with at least a hundred thousand dollars a month for promotions and it's going to continue like that for a few months so that the people know you're not just doing this for one week one month and then going back to giving them very little you know, you have to maintain a consistency with with the with your clientele, and they've got to feel this. And then, you know, you have to start getting creative as to how you tweak those promotions to obviously start dropping it down a little bit so you're not coming so much out of pocket. And obviously, here in South Florida, if you're able to get it down to zero, even better on a plus side where, where your rate money, uh, your jackpot rate exceeds what you're giving out and you're still drawing those big numbers, Allows you to do a lot more in in other aspects, which would then, once again, catch 22. It just keeps helping your business and helping your business. They're going to have to do something like this, Dave. They're going to have to, you know, not to say eat it, but they're going to have to swallow the, uh, absorb those losses of of jackpot money that they're going to be giving out. They're practically going to be running the room for free because they're going to come out of pocket with with so much that it's probably not even going to cover what they're raking right now. But obviously, with the intentions of building this room and growing, to do that, you're going to have to pr- prove to people around town that you got quality dealers, a quality staff. You know, I've known Elio now like for 19 years. Uh, you know, having trained him and worked with him. You know, he, he's worked with Eliana at Magic City. You know he's more than capable of doing this of doing this job. Yeah. You yeah. know well, I, I don't know his staff, complete staff, mm-hmm. but if, but if you know, Elio, I'm sure has surrounded himself with some very smart people, and they're going to be taking a pounding. They got they and and if he has the the big thing with Dave is David, you need to have the support of management, and if he's got the his, the backing of management, then he'll be able to withstand these early blows and then hopefully you start growing your room by a table, table and a half a week, you know. And then you get to the point where you're running eight, nine, ten tables during the week, and then you're up to close to a full room on the weekends. Now you've arrived, and now you can do even more with your promotions.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, if it sounds like we're excited about 2016 uh, underway with a lot of stuff this year, poker continues to grow here in South Florida, and, well, we uh, are waiting for online poker to return, either in California or New York or wherever. Uh, still, this has become uh, certainly one of the great places uh, on the poker map. And uh, when I uh, run down the uh, American Poker Awards, which the GPI did for the first time last year, and the next one is coming in February, so uh, those uh, uh, nominees have been announced. And to be included on that list, I think it just shows what as the Seminole Hard Rock has done. Is uh, Bill Mason, uh, William Mason, the director of poker, is uh, one of the four nominees uh, for industry person of the year, along with well-known guys like Jack Effel, John Pappas, and Matt Savage. That's that's a hell of an honor. It really is. So we'll talk more about that a little later on in the show. We'll get to some results when we come back. Uh, we'll talk about some u- upcoming events. Uh, I want to run down the uh, charity event I played last Thursday night. Yes, Mark's we'll event. That.
0: Hopefully it was a successful for Mark. It was.
1: It uh, went very well, and we had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, we got the... Uh, Circuit event coming up. I'll be making a trip up there in the next couple of weeks. So a lot of stuff coming here and it's gonna be a lot of fun here. Uh work a little I gotta work a little harder on getting some guests, although we, <laughs> we did have uh Rep Porter two weeks ago and uh uh I will try to line up some big name players uh so that people can uh hear from them. Uh, we always have fun on our yeah, interviews it's, here it's on the It's show. the
0: beginning of the year, everybody's kinda of still, you know, waking up to the new year, so I'm sure I'm sure it'll be coming real quick.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so we'll get back, we'll talk about some of that when we return, I do want to tell you about Gulfstream Park though, Uh, they have continued to be one of our great sponsors and uh, they are in the middle of a very busy racing season this weekend, uh, there's some great events coming, the Holy Bull is the star of the show this weekend, and they have a giveaway as uh, they often do on these big stakes race day uh, days, and this week it's a uh, portable phone charger, that uh, if you buy a seat you can plug your phone into, it has battery in it where you can, uh, it's portable and you don't have to worry about plugging into the wall or your uh, laptop Very or that nice. sort of thing. And charge up your phone, which is great for the poker room, obviously, where people need that. But the Holy Bull is the main stakes race coming up this weekend. Uh, the $350,000 person, that one is uh, pretty impressive. And also they'll have the forward gal, the swale, the... Sweetest Chant stakes and the Kitten's Joy. That's all coming up this weekend for racing. But as far as poker, uh, great poker room as well. I certainly uh, urge you to drop back there in the uh, back of the f- first floor casino. Check that out. Uh, there will be a big day this Saturday. People will be, uh, of course, uh, out by the, the rail watching the races. But you'll be able to pick all those up on the television sets while you're in there playing the poker room. You won't miss a bit. Of course, they have uh, betting windows there as well. So you can take uh, that fastest two minutes in sports uh, and walk away from the table for one or two hands to go ahead and see how your horses are doing. But it's a great season, and it's really kind of just kicking off here. It's uh, it's about halfway through, I would say, as they uh, race this season into the first week of April. But uh, there's a lot of stuff coming in February. The Don Handicap is a huge uh, stakes race. That is on the 6th of February. The 27th uh, features the Fountain of Youth and the Devona Dale. And then in March, you've got... Uh, Uh, the spectacular bid stakes is a huge one. And also the Gulfstream Park handicap first week in March. And things wind up on the 2nd of April with the Florida Derby. So horse racing wise, it's tremendous. Uh, if you, uh, Enjoy horse racing at all. This is a place to be for the winter season, for sure.
0: Yeah, let me tell you. And they had a beautiful season last year leading up into our first Triple Crown winner uh, in the in the horse racing industry. So you're going to see all the great horses at Gulf
1: Street. But they continue to grow there, right there off uh, US-1 and Hallandale Beach uh, Federal Highway. It's at 901 South Federal Highway, which is basically uh, the corner of uh, Federal and Hallandale Beach Boulevard. So it's very easy to get to. Uh, the big Pegasus uh, getting ready to open up out in the parking lot. That's coming soon uh, with some uh, great stuff. And of course they've had the Village of Gulfstream Park there for about three years now with great restaurants, great shops, and plenty of things to do for the whole family. Exactly. And a lot of fun. So we invite you to head over to Gulfstream Park. Check out the racing on uh, big Saturdays coming up. But of course they're open for racing during the week. Wednesdays through Sundays. And uh, they have some big jackpots as far as the Rainbow Pick 6 and and all kinds of things. So check it out. Give them call over there in the poker room if you want information on what games they're spreading and what their tournaments are. Nightly at 7 is uh, the general idea, but if you want to know exactly what the costs are, the buy-ins, and the, uh, the guarantees and that sort of thing, give them a call at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Racing, entertainment, dining, poker, slots, they got it all at Gulfstream Park.
0: This is Poker Action Live.
1: odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the play-for-real game becomes available later this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe
0: at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday, Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because it usually means so we did something absolutely amazing. NHR 8 Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com.
1: Back on the program, Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez here. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and you can always pick us up on the uh the Stitcher radio uh, app, which you can get on your phone and your uh, your tablet. Uh, certainly, it's a good place to pick up the show anytime. You can go to iTunes, uh, simply search Poker Action Line, download the shows for free. You can go to our website at pokeractionline.com. That's also a good place. Uh, we're connected with Podbean, and we have a list of all the previous shows and the archives. Some... Uh, I guess close to 300 shows now we've done yeah, over the years, yeah. which is pretty amazing. But uh, it's a lot of great interviews there. You can check that out. You can go to the Poker Fuse podcast page. They've been carrying us for quite some time. And check out the uh, shows there. And, and Holden, the newest one is the Hold'em Radio Network, Radio, which, uh, which has been treating
0: us very nicely. Yeah,
1: we're enjoying that. Beautiful. Uh, Saturday nights at 8 uh, is a good time, it seems like, to pick up the show for the first time. And then uh, they are tweeting out some... Uh, Uh, show times as they repeat it during the week. and uh, I'm picking up a lot of tweets from them, and a lot of people are uh, finding the show. So we're enjoying that. That's uh, Hold'emRadio.com. So check that out. A lot of good shows on there, and uh, we're happy to be a part of that operation as well. Uh, In tournaments, uh, the Coconut Creek Tournament, the showdown, is uh, into uh, day 1D out of eight starting uh, days, and uh, we'll give you a little uh, update there. They will be playing uh, two flights tomorrow, two more on Friday. So uh, they will be uh, up to day two when Saturday rolls around. A pretty good tournament. $350 buy-in, $250,000 guarantee. Uh, a total of 152 players thus far in the first three flights. So uh, they're eliminating quite a few uh, as they move along here. Are they doing double
0: flights every day or just one flight Double a day? flights
1: every day, uh, 11 a.m. and 6 p.m.
0: Wow, okay.
1: So also they had a, uh, as I mentioned, an Omaha high-low tournament today. Uh, I'm sure our good friend uh, Michael Moed uh, probably involved in that one. <laughs> uh, over 50 entries as of 3 o'clock this afternoon, uh, 10,000 guarantee in that one. So even with the bad weather, they passed their guarantee. And uh, looking at some of the chip counts in that uh in that $350 buy-in hold'em event, Sean Anderson, the chip leader, just over 200,000, as is David Albertson, some other players you might have heard of, Darren Stavinsky at 146k, Jerry Wong at 130, Scott Efron at 118, and uh, Ori Hen at 85,000, Carlos Loving at 51. So those are some of the players I'm familiar with, and hopefully you are too. That is at uh, Coconut Creek, which is out by 4:41 on Sample Road, so uh, that's kind of a newer location that a lot of people may not be familiar with, also very nice uh, poker room, Uh, fairly small though, so when they have a big tournament like this they open the ballroom and and play in there
0: yeah, I have not seen it since they did the renovations there, I remember the old poker room, which was for those who were claustrophobic uh, you definitely did not want to be playing in that room (laughs) back then
1: yeah, it was a closet at one time, but it's bigger now (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, day two is complete over in Melbourne, Australia. The Aussie Millions main event uh, attracted uh, 732 players, which is up 84 players from the year before, and is their largest tournament through 2000 since 2010. Uh, so they c- created a prize pool of over seven million Australian dollars, which will go to the top 80 players. And they are underway. An interesting hand I just uh, saw that. Uh, Jean Pascal Savard with pocket aces went up against Shai Lu and Benjamin Pollock, who had pocket kings and pocket jacks. So talk about a cooler! Uh, when you get those pocket aces, you hope they can hold up. The board ran out uh, ten queen seven four six. So uh, his uh, aces rainbows, held up. So Did hold up? Uh, so they are moving to day three. They're of course ahead of us in time over there, uh, but the chip leader is uh, Jean Pascal Savard. And right now, he is at 455,000 chips. Bobby Zhang, second 425. Daniel Ingles with 421. Jason Brown, the only other player over 400K with 401. James Opes, who won an earlier event in the series, is fifth. And just looking at some of the players that you might be familiar with, still alive, Mustafa Kanit is uh, 269, as is Samantha Abernathy. Philippe Grisem at 260. Michael Wang at 258. Tony Dunt still alive, 256K. And Ari Engel at 228. Stephen Chidwick at 222. So uh, big-name players, a lot of Australian players, and a lot of... Uh, Oriental uh, Southeast Asia players are in this event. But Jason Mercier went over there. Unfortunately, he did get knocked out. I know Daryl Fish was playing over there as well, uh, as far as South Florida players go. But uh, they are battling it out over there. Instead, we'll head to day three tomorrow, and we'll check that out uh, as the well, day three for the, Day
0: three for them is going to be in about six hours. Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll be getting underway.
1: <laughs> Uh, A few other stories that I wanted to uh, run in. Uh, Really some kind of interesting stuff. Uh, uh, We don't talk a lot about uh, daily fantasy sports here, and that's uh, up for question in a lot of states. But uh, I did want to mention that a poker player, I think I mentioned it briefly last week, Aaron Jones uh, won the Fantasy Football World Championship on DraftKings. And collected five million dollars. Oh wow. Which is kind of interesting because uh that's nearly ten times of his lifetime poker earnings. Uh he's a very good poker player and has won a lot of money. But in one weekend of Daily Fantasy Sports he cashes for five million dollars. Oh, Crazy. Very nice. That's incredible. Uh speaking of uh Daily Fantasy I did want to mention also that Phil Ivey is actually starting his own uh DFS site. It's gonna be called uh uh, Phil IVDFS, which uh, is kind of simple, but it's on the iTeam Network, and there will be a lot of talk about that. Uh, Phil is, of course, playing a lot of cash games, uh, nosebleed cash games around the globe, and and uh, if that's not enough, he's now getting involved in daily fantasy sports as well. Yeah, well,
0: his his lifestyle is, is fast and furious, and his gambling is is you know well known. So it seems like a natural progression for him to go into DFS. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, and we did touch on it last week, but the main event at the uh, Poker Caribbean Adventure, uh, which was in the Bahamas at the Atlantis uh during the month of january they dropped their uh, buy-in from from 10,000 to 5,000 basically uh they've been declining over the years as far as number of players at one time that was one of the biggest tournaments on the globe uh there was a player who won 3 million there back in 2009 named Poria Nazeri uh but Mike Watson was the winner this year and uh collected only uh a little over 830,000 so um it was the lowest in the events land. And that's history. after having dropped to five thousand, Right. Five thousand three hundred instead of ten thousand three hundred. Well and
0: that uh, leads leads me to believe that there's other issues besides poker there. Well,
1: there was a there was a, an up spike in the attendance, uh went up fourteen percent. Uh last year there was eight sixteen, this year uh, a little bit more. They did they did okay over there. And uh I gotta say that they were one of the few kids on the block in as far as a huge tournament worldwide now there's so many other and, and competitors and things going on overlapping at the same time a lot of choices for people to make uh you're not going to be on top all for forever
0: no no and you know again this is just based on my personal history but uh you know sometimes it's not just the poker that that kills some of this action there uh I haven't had the best experiences myself in the Bahamas, so you know uh i don't know if that's done anything to it or if it's just the
1: competition, but we you know we all know how beautiful Bahamas is, but uh well, especially the atlantis is a nice nice facility it is- uh you know people have this idea of of some of those islands down there, like uh uh, I mean, there's just beautiful ones. Aruba is absolutely beautiful. Yes, Antigua is. is beautiful, and a lot of places that are Saint really Martin's great. Saint is outstanding. Uh, Bahamas is uh, a little third-worldy for my taste. Uh, you know, not Atlantis. But, yeah, but uh, uh,
0: but unfortunately, the attitude of too many of them is not third-worldy. They think that they're above everybody yeah. else, is, is, and that's and that is a problem. They. They're, you know, obviously an island. They have to have everything shipped in there, so food is extremely expensive on that island. And, uh, you know, compared to some of the other Caribbean islands where they just... bend over backwards to treat you wonderful. I haven't had that experience so far in the Bahamas.
1: Before there was any casino action here in South Florida, that was kind of one of the places to go. Uh, People in northern Florida could drive up to uh, Biloxi and some of the places on the Gulf Coast up in the the Gulf of Mexico. People down here in South Florida could get on a plane and fly 18 minutes over to the Bahamas and and play there and then come back later in the night. So uh, I can remember going to Freeport in... The mid 1980s. I mean, years and years ago. So, uh, kind of like everybody's been there, and it's just not the greatest place. I, I, I'm not including the Atlantis in that, but some of the other smaller casinos, Paradise Island and Freeport, and some of those places are just not up to snuff compared to what we have here now in the states. Some 20 years later.
0: Exactly. And again, when you're in a customer, you know, service-based, you know, business you know, you should be bending over backwards to treat the tourist, people who are visiting your island, looking to spend their money there, and unfortunately, you know, my experience and my family's experience has not been very pleasant there. Uh, I haven't been to the mainland, like, you know, where Atlantis is, in so many years because of that. I did take the fast boat over to Bimini and found that island to be, you know, they've done a lot of work there, and it, it used to be just be nothing, and
1: it's beautiful beaches, yeah, beautiful there. water there, there.
0: The casinos. And it's very getting nice. better too. And I was treated very nicely there. That's more of a beach hangout, though. You know, they're opinion. the closest one to the United States. They're like what is it, fifteen nautical miles away from us, and that was probably the best experience I've had in the Bahamas. Right. Uh, again. You know, to clarify, I haven't been to the Atlantis either, but I've had no desire to go there because of how I was treated in the past. Yeah. So.
1: Well, the Resorts International in uh, Bimini is uh, uh, owned by Genting, so uh, you know they're trying to to get their claws into South Florida, the peninsula as well. So they haven't been able to do that yet, but we'll see what happens when they come along. Uh, but it is a nice place there, and I've yep. been on that once. Uh, it's just a little inconvenient now. When it was the we only thing to. in town, yeah. When it was the only thing in town, you couldn't drive down to the aisle or drive down to uh, Gulfstream Park and and uh, play slots yeah. and poker and, and that sort of thing. And
0: you do know that they are one of the biggest contributors against casinos here in South Florida.
1: Yeah, everybody wants to yeah. keep their piece of the pie, a pretty good well, size.
0: Because let me tell you, you get destination casinos down here, you know, and uh, I don't, I don't mean to be flip with this but you know, I used to tell people I go you'd be able to rent the Bahamas for your kid's birthday party if you get if you get uh you know destination casinos here in in South Florida.
1: Well, I did want to touch uh tonight on the uh American Poker Awards. This was a really nice ceremony last year. I don't know how many people followed it, but uh in uh, it was for the year 2014. It was last February. And uh, if you want to just remember back, Dan Smith was uh, awarded the top player of the year. Uh, Mark Newhouse won an award for top tournament performance. Uh, Coming
0: off his back-to-back final table. Exactly. Dan
1: Coleman was the player of the year. Brandon Shaq Harris, breakout player of the year. Best ambassador, Daniel Negreanu, top female player, Vanessa Selbst. Uh, those were the few of the awards that were handed out last year. Now, this year, the nominees are out. And they will again do this thing in Beverly Hills at the SLS Hotel on February 25th, and it's also going to be tied in with the uh, the, the GPI Poker League, which uh, the the Global Poker League, which should be a lot of fun. But uh, February 25th is this uh, kind of a big night. Only 200 people are allowed to attend, so uh, they do cover it on um, with a stream, a live stream on the internet where you can pick it up. But just here are some of the nominees. Uh, I wanted to run down those before we get to our next break. Uh, the Tournament Performance of the Year. Uh, nominated are Jonathan Duhamel from the One Drop High Roller. Uh, Mark Gorodinsky from the Players Poker the Poker Players Championship at the World Series of Poker this summer. Joe McKeon, main event. Looks like it uh, should be an easy win for him. Yeah, though, I, I think,
0: think and, so. And You're Anthony so Zeno
1: from the uh, World Poker Tours LA Poker Classic. Uh, the moment of the year. Uh, Anthony Zeno going back-to-back at Fallsview and L.A. Poker on the WPT. Uh, the Colossus is also nominated with their 22,000 entries uh, with a chance at a gold bracelet. Phil Helmuth winning bracelet number 14 this summer in the 10K Raz, and Daniel Negreanu finishing 11th in the World Series main event. That was moment of the year. Breakout performance of the year. The nominees are Josh Beckley, who uh, I talked to last week, uh, Asher Conniff, Kate Hall and Kelly Minkin, uh, the nominees for Breakout player Performance of the Year. Event of the Year, the Colossus, the WPT 500 at the ARIA, the Millionaire Maker at the WSOP, and the WPT Deep Stacks uh, Championship at Gray Eagle in Calgary. The Event of the Year, Super High Roller Bowl at the ARIA, the main event at the Rio this summer of the WSOP, the One Drop High Roller this summer at the Rio, and the WPT Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown here in South Florida. Yeah. As I mentioned, Industry Person of the Year, Jack Effel, the Vice President and Tournament Director of the World Series of Poker, Bill Mason, uh, Seminole Hard Rock Director of Poker, John Pappas, the Poker Players Alliance Executive Director, and Matt Savage, WPT Executive Director and Founder of the Tournament Directors Association. Charitable Initiatives, uh, Chad, the Chad Brown Memorial Tournament, Uh, with awards going to uh, Maria Ho and Vanessa Russo and their work on that event, the Charity Series of Poker, hosted by Matt Stout, Tigers Poker Night, uh, hosted by Tiger Woods and the WPT Foundation, and the World Series of Poker, One Drop High Roller, and the Little One for One Drop, the nominated for Charitable Initiatives of the Year. Media People of the Year, uh, Joey Ingram, Kevin Mathers, Donnie Peters, and Jason Somerville, uh, Somerville, of course, for his work on Twitch. Donnie Peters writes for Poker News. Uh, I don't know Joey Ingram, but Kevin Mathers is like the go-to guy for information on the world of poker, especially during the World Series. The Poker Presenter of the Year Sarah Herring. Used to be known as Sarah Grant, got married. She is Sarah Herring. Kara Scott, who works on the WSOP. Joe Stapledon, and David Tuckman, who does a tremendous job on the uh, live streams at many different events, including the World Series. The Poker Innovation or Initiative of the Year. Poker Central launching their 24-7 network, television network. The Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open in conjunction with Poker Night in America, the live streams of four final tables in the same room. I wouldn't vote for that personally. I did not like the way that came off. But uh, that's just my personal view. Uh, certainly it would be innovative and something trying something new, but we'll see what happens the next time. Uh, WSOP added an online bracelet event that was part of the series this year, onlinewsop.com. Uh, and WSOP also introduced the Colossus. Those are the Poker Innovations of the Year. And finally, Media Content of the Year. Uh, bust, an insider's account of Greenville's underground poker scene by Brad Willis. Faraz Jaka's homeless poker millionaire piece on CNN Money. Jason Somerville's record Twitch broadcast during the WCOOP in September. And Joe Giron shooting the photo of Daniel Negreanu crumbled on the floor after his elimination From the main event. So those are always fun. You know, we obviously were getting into the season with the Oscars coming, the Grammys will be in February, and all these awards for different things. To have a poker award show, I think, is is perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, and what I love here is hearing the seminal hard rock being very proud here from uh, South Florida, you know. They're they're the babies. They they, they were at the kitty table just a few years ago and, and now, now now they now they've kicked over the kitty table and moved up to the uh the big boys table there. Absolutely. That's very impressive in such a short time that they've done that. No question
1: about it. Uh so anyway, we want to head for our, our last, final break on the show and we'll come back for our final segment. We've got a few other interesting stories that I thought were pretty fun, just to tease them just a little bit. Uh there's the lady who was in a l still involved in a poker tournament that uh, gave birth uh, during the tournament. We'll talk about that one. Uh, The buddies at a home poker game. (laughs) Gave
0: birth during a tournament?
1: She had to leave the tournament, and they allowed her husband to replace her. Let me just uh, mention that. I'll talk more about it when we come back. Uh, Also, uh, a poker player that passed away and his buddies at the home game sat his embalmed body at the poker table for one last time. Uh, Also, uh, the big uh, Powerball giveaway, Uh, there was a group of poker players that got together, 11 players from Stockton, California, hit five of six, won a million dollars. And a lot of talk about uh, some of the legal stuff that's going on. I'll mention some of that. California is, uh, again, acting uh, on their online setup, and they're trying to get the Indians and all the different groups together out there. And a poker bill reintroduced in New York. So we'll talk about all those things when we come back. But I do want to tell you about Gulfstream Park. Uh, One of the fun things during the racing season is their Saturday morning uh, breakfast at Gulfstream, it's called, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the stretch barbecue and tiki area on the top of the back stretch. Or uh, not the final stretch. I shouldn't say the back stretch. It's right there on the final turn. Uh, they have char- character appearances for the kids. There's a tram tour that you can sign up for, giveaways and prizes, guest speakers. You get a chance to meet some of the trainers and the jockeys. And the people who uh, walk the horses uh, are, are part of that as well. Just a lot of fun. It's uh, it's a playground for the whole family. And that is every Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Now, it's $10 for an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet, buffet version. Uh, kids under three eat free. And uh, just one of the little things, if you want to go out early on a Saturday and see what goes on behind the scenes, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend that. And then, of course, a great uh, day with the Holy Bull Stakes this year. So make it a full day out there at Gulfstream Park. If you want to play poker, uh, you know, the room opens early, 9 a.m., and you get a chance to play, uh, you know, early. And uh, they have some nice uh, high-hand giveaways and that sort of thing. Uh, Of course, when the racing is going on, you can find your spot at the table as well and get a look at the TV sets. There's just so much to do out there at Gulfstream Park. And then into the evening, there's great restaurants and shops in the village of Gulfstream. Uh, They do have a hotel coming sometime in the next year or so, which should be great as well. And uh, it's just a fun place to be. It's one of the jewels of South Florida Entertainment. Uh, Joe and I highly recommend that you head on over there. Tell them that we sent you over. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale, and you can get a hold of the poker room at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Tell them Big Dave and Joe sent you over to Gulfstream Park.
0: This is Poker Action
1: Line. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. And you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. The odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and I hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. If you're a single man under the age of 35, you'd probably like to
0: know what the ladies are looking for on an online dating site. A guy who had a few drinks and later got pulled over for buzz driving. See, that could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. And doesn't a guy who's back living with his parents but calls them my roommates just scream Mr. Wright? Buzzed, busted, and broke.
1: Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad. And on the lighter side of the world of poker, we'll uh, talk to you a couple of of stories that I teased before the break there. Uh, In Puerto Rico, a 31-year-old man uh, loved poker and died unexpectedly earlier this month. Uh, The friends of Henry Rosario Martinez in Puerto Rico uh, wanted to honor his life by holding a poker game and then even dealt him cards and placed them in his hand as well as giving him chips at the poker table. What do you think of that? (laughs) That's a love of the game. At
0: least he'll have chips wherever he's headed. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's the kind of thing, supposedly, that's gaining popularity in Puerto Rico. Uh, They've done it in different parts of the island uh, the body was embalmed and then set them up like uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Remember that movie, Weekend yes. at Bernie's. Yes. Uh, so things that they enjoyed doing when they were uh, uh, living, of course they uh, they do before they put them in the ground. So uh, uh, <laughs> they decided, friends decided to go with poker and honor their friend Henry Rosario Martinez. Uh, the other story I want to mention was a lady named Katrina Sheary. Uh, she's an Australian poker player. Uh, she had bagged her chip stack in one of the preliminary events of the Aussie Millions. And uh, she went home, and not long after she went into labor, she was still alive in the tournament. So she couldn't come back, obviously, the next day and play poker. Uh, they don't They don't let children in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so either that no, or there wasn't enough time. Let me to, not
0: make my comment. That there wasn't enough make. time to cut
1: the umbilical cord there or whatever. You know. So whatever. Uh, so uh, her husband was allowed to step in and play her chip stack and he went in and finished twenty fifth in the event won six thousand four hundred ninety five dollars in the one thousand twenty five event uh... it attracted a field of thirteen hundred plus players uh... the fellow from uh, crown poker joel williams said there is a clause in our tournament terms and conditions that we've had for many years he said it's the first time i think it's been implemented but she was heavily pregnant during her opening event, Flight 3, efforts, even though she wasn't planning to give uh, birth for several weeks. She got the call, and uh, they said, Under the terms and conditions, a substitute can take over a stack in extreme circumstances only, provided that the substitute has not already participated in any stage of the tournament. So he ended up winning uh, $6,000 plus. Uh, Pretty good pinch hitting role, I'd Yeah, I I'd
0: say. Yeah. I wish I knew where he where he entered when when she left the tournament. How many people were left? But regardless, he was able to cash in.
1: Well, it's a nice term and condition, I think, in poker because uh, people have always asked, you know, what happens if something happens to a guy before the November nine, earns his spot at the November nine, and then yeah, he either four
0: months in passes away
1: or gets very sick and is unable gets to... Gets injured in an accident. Exactly. And uh, they have always responded that if the player is forced to miss that final table for any, any reason, he will be blinded off. So they do not allow that in the World Series of Poker. Oh, really? Wow, that's a shame, actually. Anyway, uh I think that needs to be looked at, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah? Yeah, especially after a story like this. Good. Uh, Feel-good
1: story, exactly. too. Stockton, California, the big $1.6 billion Powerball drawing that took place uh, about a week ago. Uh, these fellows from that area reported they were poker buddies. Uh will split $780,000 after oh, taxes. Beautiful. Uh, that's what they get. Uh, uh, let's see. The odds obviously were winning were like one and two hundred ninety two million, but uh the jackpot was hit in California, Tennessee and Florida by three people, but if you hit five of six you didn't have the power ball, but you had the other five numbers, you got a million minus the taxes uh those fellas were able to collect. So
0: And they're and they're actually more upset now that they didn't put that extra dollar or else it would have been three million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: So congratulations to those guys. Uh, The two legal things that we'll talk more about next week. Uh, California uh, is a uh, big story again as they try to move once again. There's a big interview on uh, Poker News you might want to check out. Steve Stallings, who is the chairman of the California Nation's Indian Gaming Association, said that uh, the window is closing for uh, poker games in California to be a viable business alternative for the tribe and for the commercial card room. So if something is not done soon, uh, it may never get done. Let's see if we can line an interview up maybe with that fellow. Uh, the other thing was the uh, proposal in uh, New York. The online poker bill was reintroduced in their legislation. Uh, a bill from Gary Pretlow, who is an assemblyman who is pushing uh, the legislation And they held a hearing back in September, really went nowhere, so uh, I'm not sure that this is really a step forward or not, but uh, at least it's alive legally so that they can discuss it. And uh, so New York and California certainly on the threshold, probably, of uh, bringing them back online poker. I'm not sure it's going to happen here in this calendar year, though.
0: Uh, uh, That seems like a repeating theme here, huh, every year, Dave?
1: yeah. And especially when uh, the places that do have online poker, uh, New Jersey, Delaware, Nevada, uh, all their numbers were down last year, too. So uh, people are just starting to say maybe the time is come and gone. Don't no, I, I,
0: I, I beg to differ. It's just that people are frustrated because of the way the rules are set up for this. Yeah. You know, it's nice that they've come on board, but no other states. Uh, what is it? Nevada and Delaware are, are the only two that are right now that they're commingling yes, yes. but you're talking about two of the smallest states <laughs> to commingle yeah, yeah, exactly. you know you you need a california new york uh to get involved you know maybe pennsylvania get you know and commingle with some of the other states and and liquidity is you know as our, as our good friend randy casper used to use that word a lot on the show liquidity is what we need yeah that's absolutely. the only reason that this that their numbers are down is there's there isn't enough players on there to make it you know a viable option for you to play at night
1: yes it is and uh you know pennsylvania obviously still somewhere closer maybe than both these states but uh, we really need California to get online. New York would be great, and uh, certainly Pennsylvania would be uh, fantastic for online the, poker. But I think California is really the key to make this thing and, national.
0: And and what sucks with California in the sense of of, of trying to get this done is much like the state of Florida, they've they've got the Indian casinos, the paramutuals you know and, and, nobody and i've together. already and i've already seen this picture before yeah. you understand these are just different actors acting out the same scenes everybody wants it just for them and no one's willing to bend to make it for the greater good of everybody so everybody can make money and guess what i'd be open to the fact of competition this country's all made about competition so you offer it to them and may the strongest and the best well best run you know operations flourish and succeed, and the other ones have to go by the wayside. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with they that. They just totally. don't want to do something like that.
1: Uh, certainly should be interesting uh, as we wind down the show here, as we head through the end of January. February brings us the World Series of Poker Circuit, uh, 12 rings in 12 days, a really exciting action, and that starts on February 4th with the Monster Stack Tournament, which begins at 12 noon. Uh, the horse tournament also is on that opening day at 5 p.m., those are events one and two. Then day three is a 580 uh, that will have four opening sessions over the course of the 5th and 6th of February. Uh, noon and 6 p.m. are the uh, start times for those. There will be a ladies event that night on the 6th as well. And then they head uh, in with uh, a 365 uh, No Limit Hold'em event. Pot Limit Omaha 8 or better is on February 8th, at 5 p.m. start. And uh, they will head to the main event on February 12th and 13th, 1675 buy-in. I have to check in. I don't know if the uh, Bad Beat jackpot is still up there, but we will uh, find out about that. Anyway, the whole tournament lasts 12 days, February 4th through the 15th. So we're looking forward to checking that out. And as we close here, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Tony Burns, who is the tournament director now over at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood. He was a floor manager, uh, tournament director at The Isle previously, then went back to dealing cards, just simply was a poker dealer for several months, and now has got back into management again. But he has uh, an interesting concept coming up in February at the Hard Rock. We mentioned their big events in April, but people are wondering what's going on there between now and then. They have the Escalator Series, which is Tony's baby. It's uh, four weekends. Four. Uh, it's a $1 million series. starts with week one, uh a 150 buy-in with a 100k guarantee. Then week 2 is 250 with a 200k, 350 in week 3, 300k, and week 4 560 with a $400,000 guarantee. So it all starts on February 3rd. The opening weekend is the 150. Uh the players that make the final table of those first three events will receive a ticket to week number 4, the final big one. And the top two finishers at each of these four events will get an added uh, uh, three hundred, thirty-five hundred dollar WPT showdown seat in April. So, uh,
0: it's kind oh, of four separate nice. tournaments,
1: but they're kind of based on each they're other, tied so, into each yeah. other. With
0: with the first three leading up to the final one. Exactly. So Very we'll nice.
1: we'll talk more about that in the month of February. That's over at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood. So, that's going to do it for the show. This was fun. This was fun. And we will we'll be lining up some guests here for the next uh, few weeks. We'll talk to some people over at some of the bigger tournaments. I'll talk to some people up at uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club, which uh, I'm going to be heading up there at least one or two days of that event, maybe maybe more, and we'll see what's going on. Very uh, interesting every year up at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. you got the dogs racing out there, and you got tables full of people up on that second-floor tournament room, which is always great. Uh, great uh, cash games as well, nightly and lots of uh, qualifiers and satellites to get into the other events. That, that's going to do it. We will be reporting on that next week for you. Uh, Joe, thank you as always, and uh, Gio, thank you for your help on the technical aspects of the program. Pick us up on that Hold'em Radio network. I invite you to go over there, holdemradio.com. I believe we're on every week at uh, Saturday night at 8 p.m. and then re-carry some of the shows later in the week. And all the other locations you can get us, including Stitcher, Uh, PokerActionLine.com, iTunes. We're all over the place. If you want to hear the show, it's out there for you to listen to. So we hope you'll pick us up and uh, listen on a weekly basis. We'll see you next week here on another edition of the program.
0: The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers
1: are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.